and have a nefesh on keys, have a god in the shamba, and that's a god in the shamba, there's nobody like me. I'm priceless. And um, anyways, he didn't seem to like the answer too much. So I told him, <laughs> after I made a long pause, and I said, actually, if you want no numbers, I said, actually, for the right now, the business was doing something like $325 million a year. Yeah. It was a little bigger than a grocery store. <laughs> and um, I said, he goes, wow. I said, I said, interesting. Here, I gave you a number. It's not the biggest number. I've seen bigger numbers. And you go, wow. And there, one day, it's here, and next day, it's gone. I just told you something which everybody's busy running after. And there, you got very impressed. And... Uh, and when I told you something which is eternal and it's forever and it's something which will stays with you for your whole life and it really finds Amnesty Kazakh and that's it, come on, get real, you know. <laughs> so I want what I try to tell you today, tonight, it's nice for bringing the Abish is real, Tate is real. Even though this this is what real is, there are people just tell me get real. So sometimes the guy would either say it or they would think it's get real. So I'm real. <laughs> Why am I real? Because I'm, I'm repeating to you something which I uh, learned in Teirah, Teirah's MS. And if you stay with MS, you're, you're always real. So L'chaim, everybody. L'chaim. L'chaim, L'chaim. This is, uh, um, I was once, um, my, my father started this, this business over there in somewhere in 1980s. I wasn't there. I was in the Dafka. I was doing Schliffes uh, in Atlanta, Georgia at that point in time. And, um, I don't know how many of you guys read the book, or didn't read the book, so I'm gonna start with the story that's not in the book. And I wanna and I wanna bring out I don't know how I didn't get into that, okay? But I didn't get in there. And I wanna point out to you when you learn, you live with a true moon and that that's real. And you're always going up, you're never going down. So start out so my father stopped bought his business in the in the postal Iowa, middle of nowhere. And um, so it was the second after the second year was editing keeper. And I had to get, I had to get back. I lived out of Minneapolis. And then the family was, uh, the family that had five, uh, five children at that point in time. And there's no chinuch in post, there's no chinuch yet. And the God before the raid, there had to be over 100 families, there was a whole city there, the yeshiva, the yeshiva is going until today. The yeshiva, the mikvahs, and, and men's mikvah, women's mikvah, and the gemachim, and the shul, one, one shul, shul, one shul, every time together, all different. And Ms. Uh, Achdus was a beautiful, beautiful city, and then, and then happened what happened. So, that point in time, nobody was there, huh? One no so. One no, 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 no. Everybody's down there, no so. <laughs> we laughed together, we worked hard together, we laughed together, and we fabricated together every Shabbos, so we had enough markets together. No, we, we, we everybody down there, no so. So, the beginning, the. I had to get back to Minneapolis, it was like 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon already, and the, uh, the, the, it was a three hour drive, and I had to get back, so I, I was, and I asked one of the workers, how do, how do I get back? Uh, uh, like, I, I saw more jokingly, I didn't think he had, I didn't really think he had the, uh, a solution for me, other than to give a crutch, but he tells me, yeah, he has an idea. There's a guy next door, he has a small plane, and he'll, he'll fly me back, back to, to Minneapolis. I lived then about five minutes from the Minneapolis International Airport, I was wondering where's the airport around here. But by me, a plane equals the airport. It works out. This farm had this little little uh, plane. This what they call these little things, uh, the Piper, whatever. And uh, he has a, and he his his runway is the grass in front of his house. His his front lawn. I went to his house. He put up his garage. Pulls out this little plane. It was very interesting. Talk about religious fervor. 
this is these are moments of life again you don't forget and you have to you have to commend it he he before he took off before he started the engine he would he would always i used them a few times after this also he would pick up his little window in this in this cabin and he would scream out clear as if like if anybody's there and if you get out of the way because he's about to start the only guy there is a mouse or cat who's there Isaiah, he was trained that this is the way you fly a plane. First, you screw out clear, then he turns on the engine. I was laughing. I thought maybe get used to this stuff. Not every time Isaiah and I said, anyways, I'm the co-pilot and we take off and flying high in the air. Next hour and a half, I'm, I'm there. And I'm, I'm, uh, I, try to, I try not to waste time and to learn for everything, for everything I see. So I'm, I figured as I'm sitting next to the pilot, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out, I'm going to ask this guy once and for all, how do these pilots know to get from one place to the next place? I mean, there's, no, there's no signposts in the air. Okay, right, left. Uh, how do they know? So I see a bunch of dials. I start to him my cup. What's this and what's that? And he patiently answers me. And, the, and, the, and then I hit upon the dial like this. There's a, there's a, every plane has this, obviously. And there's a, in this plane, there was a, a little bubble of a, of a dial. And in the, in the bubble, there was a little, little toy plane. A little bit like a model plane. I notice as the plane is gaining altitude, going higher, this little plane is pointing up, and as the plane is going lower, it's pointing down. So this was, I was intrigued to know what this is, is about, and I asked him what's it, what's it does. So he tells me this is a very very important dial. Like sometimes you say in life, I was geared to hear like a good, uh, sophisticated, complicated. Uh, Pilot talk type of explanation, something can save his life. Longitude, latitude, thing up and down. And he tells me this this thing tells me if I'm flying up or if I'm flying down. Up and down. So I started laughing, I burst out laughing. So he got very he got, he got very, very insulted. He says, What are you laughing? I said, I'm sitting on the cabin with the guys. I didn't want to insult the pilot. I said, I said, it's just funny, you know, you, you, you're you sitting in front of a window. And you can see the sky here and the, and the ground down there. We need this little thing here to watch it and see if up and down. Here. Like I, I can't, I can't help it. They used to help me. I was freed. They freed me in a very miraculous way. So I, so I went to the shoes that year. I went to my brother's house, and uh, it doesn't cry nice. So I walked outside to go to the mikveh, and it started raining. I ran back into the house and I said, "The guys, if you wanted to go outside, get a raincoat or umbrella. It's raining outside." So one of the family members pulls out their iPhone. I never saw iPhone before. I mean, I, I was seeing it a little more. In eight years, I didn't see the whole, the whole layout of an iPhone. It was a chiddush to me. And he pulls out an iPhone, and he, and he says, it's raining, it wasn't supposed to rain. He speaks to himself, it wasn't supposed to rain. He starts checking to see if it's raining. He's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> We're looking at the iPhone, it's raining. Look out the window, it's raining outside. But people got so, this, I told the pilot, what are you looking at this little dial for? He look outside the window. So he says, don't laugh. And I got a lesson in my life over here, and I'm going to share this with you. He says, now you're flying in good weather. You're flying in good weather, so you can see what's up and what's down. You can see the sky's up and down. What happens, you're flying in a, you fly through a rain cloud. You fly through a, a dark, dark cloud. You can't see, and I've been in such situations in, over the next few years, and using these little planes. You fly into a dark cloud, the sun lights out. Boom. That's it. You're sitting in this little cabin, it's always twinkle, like night. And and the pilot tries to, to to go higher to pull out of the flight, the flight, the cloud up you gotta gain altitude. Since then he tells me you don't see what's up and what's down. So not only you don't see what's up and what's down, he explains to me that what you think is up is really down. That's a pelican I see, yeah? What you think is the pilot is flying and he thinks 
and he wants to fly higher. So he thinks he's giving gas, and his senses and his feelings is he's going higher. We you know what he's really doing. You know what? So they they hop to when they're building planes. They hop this problem because a lot of crashes happen with this. Mamish, what happens is the pilot is zooming, and instead of going higher, he's actually zooming down. And by the time he gets out of the cloud, it's either he's too steep and he can't pull back up, or he hits a, a mountain along the way. That person doesn't not too good, and he smashes up. So that's what he's telling me. This can save your life because in such a situation, he says, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to look at the dial and follow it. And even if all your senses are screaming to you, you're going the wrong way. Follow it, and you'll come out alive. So this is the dial. So he gave me. I'm not a pilot. I never tried to be a pilot. I always wanted. And there wasn't my, my, my top things in, in the I, to do be flying planes. But the lesson I came home that Elkim Kippur with a tremendous lesson in life. We go through life. And the good times, we can convince ourselves that we understand what's up, what's down. We can, we can convince ourselves this is derachayim, this is this, derach, this, this thing. Doing this will be me good, and doing that will be me good. And uh, even if you're cutting corners a little bit, maybe we shouldn't be doing, you do it anyways. Uh, but when a person goes through a, through a dark cloud in life, and for sure he doesn't know what's up and down anymore. So what what, the, what, what the Abish gave us? The Abish gave us a, a, a tater. Tater is our guide. If you look into the tater and you follow what it says in the tater, then you, and the tater tells you this is the way up, follow it, you'll come out alive. And I, not, no exaggeration, this is, this is one of the lessons David really prepared me for the good times. In the good times, Baruch Hashem, David used to help. When I first came, there was a very small little thing, and David used to help over the next 18 years, whatever it was. You know, a big thing, David made a big thing over there, a big, a big company. And I always kept my eyes on the tater, how to, to try to live like I eat. Not to, not to get carried away thinking Kechem Eitzim Yod Yosef is a Chayel Azeh not to think I'm the big, big Macha to understand the Ebrish is helping me and uh, doing actually helping me she's doing everything and, and to keep focused on, on doing things the way you're supposed to do it and then when I, when my, when I suddenly hit a black cloud and I suddenly found myself in a place called jail or even before to the whole legal, legal uh, process I there's no difference there you have to go through this with how Taylor, so where in Taylor does it tell you about going through a jail problem? Is there, you ever seen Taylor say, how do you go through jail? Yeah? Yes, sir. Oh, very good. <laughs> it's a story, but uh, so Shara B'Tochen. Yehibisha gave us a Chir Salvavah. gave Shara B'Tochen. Yehibisha gave us a Tanya with Eni Luvada. You put them together and you have and you have a good understanding of what a mula means and what means. Because betachon means, and I can, I can say clearly, following what it says in the Shara betachon, step by step by step by step by step, and you'll see, and you follow it, and this is what I want, I want, to, I want to start with the story that happened all the way at the end. And to show you, if you follow what it says in Teireh, and this is not high, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about high-fluted stuff, some sophisticated stuff, very simple. You get up in the morning, you make the that before you go to work. See the bracha only in the, the, doing, the doing your physical life that they wish to want you to, and you'll see only bracha. So here's the mass. The mass like this. Uh, they, uh, I went, uh, I was thrown into physical prison with a threat of 27 years. And because they wanted me to sit in prison for 27 years, they put me in a very high security place. I shouldn't run away. I'm a very dangerous guy. So they put, in that place was actually murderers and very, very tough uh, mafia. There was the people that they had to have in high security. And here I am in a very, very, very uh, uh, tough, tough place, which will be a few stories later. We'll, we'll and one of the things I had there that was good was that a visiting room. A visiting room allowed the, a yid, had allowed the, par- the family to come visit and um, friends to come visit. And uh, the way it worked itself out is a long story for all the details you read in the book. But the, for this story now, 
Friday, they, in order to get into the visiting room, you needed points. So they give they give every prisoner twelve points, and uh, Friday costs one point, Sunday costs two points, and Monday costs one point. So every weekend, it costs you four points. If you want to have a visit every weekend from your family and friends, you want to get out of the out of the uh, for, for a few more hours, to get out of the chesha, out of the darkness of the prison. You want to sit around with your family and fabringing. It was like getting out of the water, getting out of the swamp for a minute, and and breathing was there. The problem is that usually there's four weekends in a month, or sometimes five. And usually four times four is 16, and they only give you 12. And what happens if you have a holiday on a Monday, like you have uh, uh, Memorial's Day or uh, Lincoln Day, whatever they call it. So they take away two points that day also. So they start the, so one, here's the mind, it's massive. So I was trying to work with it the best I could. And one day I went over to, the, to the, one of the top um, to the higher ranking officials, and I said to them, why? My main tiny thing was I didn't expect any really any resolution other than I was more venting. So why are you taking two points for a Monday? What is it? What's your problem? Nobody's in the room even. They're like, maybe Sunday's busy and you're trying to crowd control. But what are you doing with Monday? So Pelle Ployum, he says to me, you know, you're right. Usually the first thing they tell you is no. They didn't even hear what you said. They said, no. <laughs> so, yeah, he says, you're right. And I tell you what, if you need extra points, you come to me at the end of the month, I'll give you extra points. So for years, became a Seder Aveda at the end of every month. I'd go to this guy, and he was to understand the story better. What a Bunda Betachan the Abish is, and to do what they says in Taylor, this is a story of Amish. He says, the only guy that would ever give me extra points is this guy. I'd like to say names because uh, I don't know who he is in, in, right now in this whole thing, and the names are not important. So he says, anyways, years go by, and, that, and so he signs off, he's given me extra three points for the month, extra five points, but so it worked out that every, every week, every week I was able to have my family come on Friday, my friends on Sunday, and family on Monday. I was going to gave me a lot of physics. And then, and then meet them while I hear, oh, so what happens is, is that he, the guy who's putting on the computer finally gets tired of me, and he says to me, what do you come to every single month? Get permission for the whole year and just hear this. So I said, well, that's a great idea. So I went over, <laughs> went over to this guy. I was embarrassed and like, I sounded like a chaser. I said, listen, it's not my idea, this guy, this one of your workers is like there. Give me a, give me, I made a cheshbon how much it would be in, in the worst case scenario, how many points I would need. Like, I think it was worth out to be six. Give me six points every month. And I'll bother you no more. He says, no problem. Mama, there's, there's like one of those miracles you have to see, like a, a nest in Teva. Does not make it till today? You know, you think about it. What did he have from it? But it was supposed to make it easier for me. So I go to the guy, and he puts into he puts into me for a year. And Machaya, and I chase him every. Sometimes I'd miss him. Me, Mitamala here. The next year, I hear that this guy's leaving. The guy I'm always going to every 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 year. He's leaving. The rumor is is that he's transferring, leaving, retiring. I know what he's doing. Here's came a question in the talking in the month of Nevi'im. Have you listening? Well, two questions I had. Uh, do I go to him now and ask him for the next year? This lesson was June of one year, but we're with in June. Should I go ask him for the next year? Because there's two problems. If I ask him for the next year, I have now my points I need. Betachen means every day I woke up in the morning and I, and I dive into Hashem with a Betachen Gomer, the Abish that hears my tefillah and he'll get me out of here. So why am I going for the next year points? So it's like a Tatan Sassan, it's like a stealer. Here I'm diving with the Abish and I'm living with the Betachen that the Abish will help me and bring me home, and here I'm going to ask the guy points for next year, I'm, don't worry about it, I'm, I'm doing good over here. 
What's the possibility of Emunah? Emunah means that everything Hashem does is good. That's, that's the Yisoyed. But together with the Emunah, it, it, you have to have the betochen that whatever happened till now was the God's little tefer. But going forward, they wish to want you to trust them to give you that what you're asking him for. To daven with the betochen, you need a shidduch. You have a betochen, they will give you a shidduch. Not they wish to know it's good without a shidduch. You need to be a parnosa. Betochen is, they wish to give parnosa. I, until now, were having difficulty in those areas. Or in the health of one of yeah? So the Indian is, what happened until now is God's little tefer. We don't understand why you have to go through a difficulty, why you have to go through the black cloud. I'll be there from now on. Further, the Amish wants to have a talk, and the Amish will get us out and will get me out. So I woke up every morning with this guy. And this is every morning, it was a one every morning times eight and a half years. It wasn't that was uh, they number 100, they were 200, they number 400, because it was very clear to me this idea. because. If once you see in Taylor, the Abishta wants me to have a tochum. So it's not like I decide I want to trust the Abishta to get me out because I want to go home. The Abishta says to me, Shalom Artha, you have a need, daven to me and tell me what you want. What did I want? I want to go home. I, yesterday, I didn't go home. Yesterday, I technically shouldn't have gone home, but I didn't go home. So it's the best thing that happened to me not to go home. But today, I got to go home. So every day I woke up with this thing. So here, I got a problem. Next year, I got to think now about next year. So how am I getting up next morning? Tell them to get me out of here. I got points for next year. I'm doing good. I'm rich, you know? That's first question. Second question is like this. He's leaving. What we do? He's going to Do I really think, and this is, you don't have a talking, it's explained so clearly never to put any trust in any causes that you see. Not to think that how the Abish is working, those people the Abish is sending, they're not the ones are helping you. So even though I saw over here that the Abish was helping me get the points, not, not this guy's niceness. So why do I get the points if the Abish is giving the points? Mittam, all he's leaving, so why? The Abish can't get me points without somebody else? So it works out. If I go to him, it works out almost, yeah? Now, now I learn Gemara, and everybody around here learns Gemara, and I can Dreya Hina Dreya Her how much you want to try to get out of the whole tightness, but to me, these two things really bother me. So I didn't go, the month of June passed, the month of July passed, then September came and went, it's getting closer to the end of the year, I'm still stuck over there, the visits are about to this, what I do, yeah? And I can tell you, it was a Muhammad. I learned to Shabbatah once, I learned Shabbatah once, second time, again, to try to figure out if I'm doing the right thing. And by me, I realized that going over to this guy is the wrong thing. So just follow the needle up. Do the Abish towards Shabbatah. December 20th, the year 2017, the Abish defeated me from prison. And I believe, Mamish Bermuda Pshuta, if Chasm Shalom, I would have relied on my senses and I would have gone over to him and I would have asked him for more points, who knows if that would have destroyed the whole thing. Because it says in talking as, as important as Betochen the English is, it's also important not to do those things that interfere with Betochen. Let me tell you a story, I, I didn't put it in the book, I thought it was a personal story. I, I shared the story with many people, I said, yeah, I didn't mind, I didn't put it in the book. But this is a pelvic advice that I want to start with the story. Because, and the way he freed me is the day before I was freed, Tuesday I got a letter from the government and they told me you're not, no way getting out of here. You're stuck. I strengthened my mullah, my betachon, the next morning I got up, listen, listen to this. I used to get up every morning and I used to say the whole tehillim. He said the whole tehillim every single day. You know why? I didn't know which capital tell was as good as getting out of prison, so I said the whole thing. <laughs>
No? That's not the reason. That's not true. The real reason is because they saying the whole Tillim has a special kayak that I wanted to have. So instead of spending time re- doing something other than serving the Ebishter, I decide I'm saying the whole Tillim every single day. Sometimes I said it twice. I really don't. Betochen means, if you look at Shabbat Betochen, I would encourage everybody to learn it over and over again because Betochen itself is, is, is the way to get what you're asking the Ebishter for. So it says over there, Peter Gimel, the Beter Bashem, a song who tries very hard to Ebishter does. Why? Well, the same way the Beter Bashem wants that, that uh, the Ebishter should do what he wants, clear. See, see clearly that the Abishta, that Betochen doesn't mean that the Abishta will know what's good for you. That's a Muna. For sure the Abishta is good for us, but the Abishta also wants us to daven, to be a like He wants to protect the Abishta give us. So what, what do you got to do to do that? You do what the Abishta wants, and the Abishta will do what you want to do. So, so I so every morning I used to get up, I used to, I got, I used to get up every morning, if that place was a very high security, they used to lock us into this little cell, with somebody else who was in there too. And the nest is that this guy was uh, was, was uh, um, tolerant enough that I used to get up every morning at 4.30 and didn't bother him. I would open the light and say, tell him. Now, the, the problem wasn't this guy on top of was sleeping on top. The problem was my Yitzhara within me. How did he get up 4.30 in the morning to say to them? In a place called prison. Eight and a half years later, oh yeah, they're lying. Oh yeah, they swear. Oh yeah, it's not fair. Oh yeah, all the time. They say, how did he get out of bed? I tell you how he got out of bed. The Yitzhara, this is also something you have, we have to we have to bring back into our capital. We have the shomer, and together in the shop we also have yitzhara. A lot of things that will happen to us. We think it. We, we always get this. We'll get to them later. But I was this before. The, the yitzhara is hard to get. Out. You got up in the morning. You, you decided I want to get four thirty. I set my alarm clock at four thirty. That means I want to get four thirty. You get up in the morning. You're lying in bed, and the yitzhara says, "Why are you get up at four? It's so cold." And anyways, so you, you're a lot calmer sleeping, not getting up, you're looking at these prison walls, you're going to get anxious and you get depressed, it's safe stuff. So I had, initially, for years before, I, had, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't, it was hard sometimes, I beat him, so I didn't beat him. Then I had to the best eight, you know the best eight it was? I decided, I made a deal with the guy. I said, I'm not talking to you about getting up until after Baruchas. That's it. What after arguing, because I'm laying in bed, horizontal, his son is always up, up standing already, so it's hard to fight. <laughs> uh, 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 if you're laying down, how do you fight a guy who's standing up, right? Called Poshut. I remember Burr Park used to fight with Italians a lot. He couldn't fight slaying down. I had to fight with him, but the highest. So, 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 so when the parents were sleeping, you have to lay down. So what does God get? They say when he tells you also the same thing. Sure you want to learn. Maybe Rabbi Yaman talks to you, says to you, start learning a little bit more. I'm going to start learning. Uh, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow we'll start learning when they start new mesechta and start new daf. Or then, right now we're waiting. Yeah, that, that's what that always is. Tachap I'll use his medicine. We're not talking about getting up until lift the brachas. A good time to stay in bed. I decide. I got up. So I guess I got up in the morning. Try it. It works every time I try. I got up in the morning, 4:30 in jail. This is eight and a half years later. It didn't fail. I don't remember. Once I started this mahalach, it never worked, never failed. I got up. I got up in the morning, and and uh, and what time was uh, regular wake up? Huh? What time was regular wake up? About quarter to seven. So I got up four thirty. Bing, ding, ding, ding. Or I got up a little before because you get used to it. And then and finally, so we got the shirts. Made Andy Negovase brachas, and then by the time you finish brachas, he's not bothering you no more because you're not getting back into bed. He was saying, "Make a bracha shabachabon." We call Amos or Terase. But if no, he said, "You're not. Now you now you're inspired. You want to say, 'Tell him, get me out of here.' You know." So this was the the next day after after the fella is 
after I got this letter that you're stuck here for another, so I got a letter uh, Tuesday, and the letter tells me you're stuck here in jail for another uh, 18 years, because 27 minus 8 is about 18, yeah, and I was in, in there for 8, and the, and again, the case is closed, so according to, according to, the, according to Teva, according to Shemesh and Yireach, according to Teva, they told me you're staying in prison another 18 years, and there's no, who's telling me? America, America so far, I don't know how lately, but so far it's the strongest country in the world, right? And the, and the, and the court is telling me, you're staying here in, the, in this place another 18 years. How are you going to change it? I tell you, you'll change it. Later, you'll change everything. So I got up in the morning, I said, tell him. That's a pillar. I got up the next morning, I said, so you're you telling me so much, what are you going to go for? So you don't tell him? Tell him, you're out of your mind. You got a letter yesterday, he said, it's over. I picked you can't get out of here. So I said, I believe I can, but I eat the Betochon Nisim. And Betochon says that, but the child Betochon says that even if it, I believe you can't get help. If I have Betochon Nisim, you could get help also. So I'm getting help, but I have to Nisim. Anyways, he wasn't so easy to push over. So I told him, okay, I got an idea. You stay in bed, I'm getting out, let's see this. So I got up, and I sent all to him. And that's the day the Nisim freed me. That, uh, the two, uh, six minutes before Shkia, they locked everybody into the cells. At 3.30. I didn't know this was going on, it was Hanukkah. And I was davening, I was davening Bemis very strong, and I, I washed them, and I ate the matzah, but I washed them. No, no, no food like this, but I washed and, uh, and um, ate matzah and tuna fish. I, I think it was simple. I always made fun. I, I had a six course meal first matzah, then tuna fish, then tuna fish, and matzah, and then matzah, tuna fish. <laughs> <laughs> so he was very good. I wasn't hungry. I was big, I was davening. I was big, I was davening. They wish that this is a schandlich time. Just listen to us here, man. I was begging they wish to get me out of here. Yeah? Six minutes before before Shkia, the door swings open. And the God says to me, uh, get out. Rabashkin, get out. The nicest words I've ever heard in a long time. <laughs> the only problem was, I wasn't sure if get out meant I'm, I'm leaving. I'm talking, I'm leaving. So I, so I wanted to say, this guy who threw me out of the cell, he always used to greet me with good Shabbos. He used to greet me good Shabbos. Why? Because well, he once heard me screaming to other Jewish people in the, in the Friday night. I go from the chapel, I walk back. Other Yidin are there. So I want to make a Salamatzev, a Salamatzev, so I screamed out, good Shabbos, good Shabbos. This guy calls me over and he says to me, this, this just gives you the feeling what the place is like. He tells me, hey, what are you, what are you, um, what are you saying words I don't understand? The screaming out of the prison, it's a different building. You're making up a plan tonight to bust out of jail at 10 o'clock. So I started laughing. So I said, listen, I'm not dropping. First week, I'm not busting out of here. I'm walking out the front door. <laughs> no, to Shabbos, it's, it's a greeting. I, I told him, I forget my 101 on Shabbos. Since then, this guy always used to greet me with Chavez. Chavez, Chavez. He used to come to work Tuesday. His work week was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Chavez. So he used to see me with Chavez Tuesday, Chavez Wednesday, Chavez. So of all the people the Abishta sent to get me out of prison, was this Mr. Chavez. Sounds fun. I see everything I see, Shabbos says everything got to take a uh, protest. Why Dafke him? Yeah, you know why? Because Shabbos in prison is also an way to, to do to do it right. And also, you can do it. Uh, and Shabbos was fakat like a hidden in the day of davening. I used to Shabbos uh, on, on a positive side. Shabbos is supposed to be Shabbos to close. Yeah, how you Shabbos to close the place of prison? Over there, they give you a clown clothes the whole week and Shabbos. So you wear this mashugan uniform, uniform a clown suit. And 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 uh, and that's what you're supposed to wear. Then, so and you can't ask him for kapota for bakitcha. So a kittel, a kittel that you have, because a kittel is a religious item, 
So I used to wear kittel every Friday night. My dog, right? That, so, that, so, so I got to Rosh Hashanah and keep every Friday night. And then I had one of the guys over there who knew how to knit. So he made me a, a, a kutchma over there, a hat. And I got like a half. I made a stickle matzah over there. It's a big shabbatik. Yeah, and then and then was the answer matter about me acting shoes, not the going to turn on the lights. I didn't have hot food for eight and a half years because you can't the only got food on, in, in prison they ask him going to do it. You know, that is going to make you hot food. I you can find a hat and a message. But I want to do it right. And then the light I don't get every detail of the thing I got but but I, but the quote is the Abish has sent this Mr. Shabbos to get me out of there. I was kinda of shocked. So I asked him, so he was usually normal to me. He said, where, where, where am I going? Am I, am I going home? He tells me, you're changing your location. So, he starts, uh, so I didn't know change location means, I'm, I'm, because sometimes they take you and put you on the bus and, and transfer you somewhere else. I don't know what he wanted from me. Because, uh, so I grabbed my Tassin film. I got to an amazing story. I had this little Cheresal of I should have brought it here to show it to you. I had this little uh, pocket-sized Cheresal of Abbas, Shabbaton. And when I got it, the, the way my, my uh, cold word for live with Bethlehem was, I'm going out with this safer, I walk out of, the, out of the place with the safer. I had a few stories along the way, which, um, which showed me great Nisim. This little safer, I was getting a little weaker, so I, I bought a bigger, a bigger set, of the larger print, and I kept the safe in the locker. That morning, I don't know why, the knows why I took out the safer. I put it in a towel's bag. Because when I grabbed my talus bag, I took and walked out with a shot of a tochen. Every single step of the way was a shot of a So I gave him a talus bag, and I and he followed this guy, Mr. Gutchabas, and I forgot the bench. I forgot the leaning, I forgot the bench, I was so shadrate. And they stepped me over to, this, to, the, to the office, and in the office, they, they tell me, congratulations, Mr. Rabashkin. The president just president. I was all the high for President Trump. The high, the high. The president Trump just 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 gave. I uh, just gave just signed. Just signed the official uh, clemency and the pardon, whatever it's called. And he, you're a free man to go home. I stood there. Have a, the moment. I was in the only room. There was nobody there to say the chaim with. There was nobody there to have a pencil with. Uh, you know. And this guy tells me, you, you're freed. I was waiting for this moment for eight and a half years. Yep, I was waiting. I, have a talk. I was thinking to myself all the time, when I get the news, the good news that the is freeing me, well, I'll be most happy because I'm not so surprised. Yeah? Or of course, I was expecting it to be less, less of a... Less of a <coughs> So I, I actually, I felt the shas mice when they told me you're free. I remember for such a closeness to Akhtar Baruch and this is what I want to talk to you tonight about, because I felt that here I was for years, trusting David there and diving to David there, diving to David there, and I said, David, you did it. <laughs> I was going, and I was so excited. And then these two, these two guys are looking at me, and I heard the shemkdei v'chazay. I said. Then he says, I said, you should know it's a miracle, it's Hanukkah, Hanukkah miracle, it's not, it's not political, this is just a pure miracle. And then I remember that I forgot the bench. I forgot the bench. And I, I, I tried very hard all the time I was in Kedvesco prison never to say, of course I do tailor mitzvahs in, in outside, in the prison, that's a different place, it's a different way to live. Never said that. I tried not to say that. Because that's the Indian. A Muripadakha means you're in the, wherever you are, that's the wants you to be. So you don't wait until you go to where you think you want to be. Wherever you are, the Ibishta wants you to do. That's what Bidakha means. This is all one big beautiful picture. So it's easy to say, oh, in prison, the whole time I eat the Khalavis roll, and in prison, the Khalavis over there, I will find the head. In prison, 
you do this, the person do that, the person do that. Never. So I, so I didn't bench. So I told the God, I told this officer, the warden, you should know, I forgot the... I forgot to say, if the blessing I ate, I forgot the blessing, Mr. Gutschabas came through the, the room, and uh, she's like, I have to go back. She says, she tells me not going back, you're staying right here. The president told me you have to get you out as fast as possible. If you want to do, do blessing, go right here. So I asked to be my machir, and um, I benched, and obviously I said, well, listen, I, I, I said with a tremendous thank you, and here I am, Baruch Hashem, I bring with everybody here. So this is the Nekuda, we are Neshama, we are Yidin, and we have Pechas that's a lot higher than we think we have. And this is the night that we're going to go through a few stories to bring out this Nekuda of who we are. We're getting there, we're getting there. One thing at a time.